This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. The Punisher, a firearm-wielding vigilante, was pulled from New York Comic Con by Marvel and Netflix, something Steve Harsh, who's been attending for years, understands. I do kind of agree with that out of respect for the victims and for the situation. But another attendee, Leo Lawrence, says the Punisher didn't cause the Vegas shooting. That's only punishing the the fans, and it's only letting the idiot that did it win. Punisher or not, security here is tight with the NYPD's heavily armed anti-terrorism unit standing guard. At the Jacob Javits Convention Center in Manhattan, I'm Julie Walker. That's the opposite of what the saying is. Divided. We are not enough. World needs Superman. I made him a promise. Why I brought you together. Right ain't over yet. I'm mad. That's your, oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Yeah, that's, that's what that means. It's so cool. Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right here on Witten Radio. Today, we are joined by special guest Linnea Sage. Uh, Linnea is an actress, a comedian, and a writer. We're talking about her newest series, Linnea, how are you? I'm awesome. Thanks for having me on the show. 
Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's, it's an honor to have you on. I'm just super excited to talk to you a little bit about your work. Um, for our listening audience, for the, the ones that are uninitiated with your, your work or just unfamiliar, I was wondering if you could tell us um, how did you get involved with acting and kind of what made you catch the acting bug? Sure. Well, I, I mean, I've been acting my whole life. Uh, you know, I started on the stage, as most people do, and after college, moved to New York to, to pursue film and television. And I really never thought that I would be creating my own animated series. That never felt like uh, that was going to be part of my path. But here I am creating it and pitching it and, and uh, laughing at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's got to be a, a really good feeling. I know that um, sometimes, like, creating is um, – it's um, – it can be kind of um, kind of scary. Um, how do you? I guess what what makes you or what keeps you uh, hungry and wanting to create more, create more and more. That is interesting. I I just I really like being busy, and the I, I, this is actually sort of a, a recent discovery I've had because I also really enjoy sitting on the couch and watching television all day. But uh, I realized that that's actually part of my process and my creative process and my journey, and that actually keeps me busy and, and thinking about funny things and rewatching all my favorite sitcoms actually helps me write for my animated series and for, you know, for my other projects that I write. And so even though some would call it, you know, vegging out, I actually like to consider it uh, – part of my process and so just being busy all the time is really important to me and creating all the time I I don't I, I can't just like not do anything so well you know in between projects and that's that's really how it started with in between acting projects I was like what am I doing <laughs> and so uh and that's how brainless agenda was born which is my animated series and uh and I love it Absolutely, absolutely. I totally feel you on the vegging out thing, um, you know, because it really is a part of the creative process. I mean, because sometimes it's like you're, you're perceived as vegging out, but, you know, in reality, it's like you're taking in, um, you know, other forms of media and, and artistic uh, work, and it's right. like you're able to, to gain inspiration from that. Um, tell me, I know that you're a triple threat. I do want to to jump ahead to uh, – your um your newest project, but I wanted to uh, touch bases a little bit on um, just you being a triple threat. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you act on camera, you do voiceovers, and you write. Um, would you say is there one of those crafts that you like more than the other, or do you like them all equally? Um, how, how do you how do you juggle? How do you balance all three? Because I know that there's a lot of great voice actors that you know, just aren't able to, to um, transition over to being on screen and, and vice versa. Um, how do you handle all three and how do you excel at all three? Well, I think that um, I think that an artist in any capacity just likes art. And, you know, I also find other things like painting and sculpture and, you know, things like that. I just love exploring different artistic mediums, and I think any artist might say the same thing. So getting to explore your own talents in different ways and getting to put some weird thing that's in your brain out into the world, either 
if it's a script or a drawing or a sketch that you film or something like that, it's all fulfilling, which is really, I think that's the most important thing is to be fulfilling. Otherwise, it's not art, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I think I just, so long as I'm having fun and I feel like I'm showing someone something or even just making myself laugh, that it's, it's worth it and like easy and not easy, but you know, fun. It's all just fun. I, I think that so long as you're not taking yourself too seriously and you're not like really forcing yourself to get to a specific place or you're a failure, you know, just like it's all fun. Who knows what's going to happen with my show? Who knows what's going to happen in any capacity of like any, any work that I'm trying to do, but Right now, I'm just having a good time. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> I wanted to um, jump ahead and talk about your newest web series. Now, you, you're no stranger to web series. Uh, right. Your, your series, Wildcat, was um, critically acclaimed. Um, it did really, really well. Even copied yeah. into of um, the late president, or not the late president, <laughs> not dead. But not dead yet. <laughs> president Bill Clinton. Um, so you've, you've been doing some, some really groundbreaking stuff with um, web series. Tell me a little bit about your newest series, and tell me um, what draws you into web series so much, because I know that it's a special platform, and there's definitely a need for it, and a lot of people our age really, um, they're just drawn to it because it's just the, the platform, and, you know, it's on our time and everything. Yeah, tell right. me a little bit about the series. There is such a demand now for short-form content, which is what my animated series is, which is helpful because animation generally takes a very long time. So the shorter it is, the more, the more, the, different, the more episodes you can have, really. Um, and Brainless Agenda is a cute little one-minute episode focusing each episode on a, on a different ridiculous character, just a different brand of ignorance that can be easily recognized today. Uh, I think each character is uncomfortably relatable to, to a different demographic. But, you know, if you're, if you're privy to social media and you're, you know, constantly looking at memes, then you're going to recognize every single one of these characters and you're going to – hopefully you're going to laugh at them. I mean, they're just so uh, recognizable. I think, um, and I just love Brainless Agenda. So, you know, I have uh, one of my most popular episodes is a gynecologist who refuses to say the word vagina. And uh, and a little six-year-old girl explaining Bitcoin to her millennial mom or her Gen <laughs> X mom. I love it. I love and uh, a meditation instructor who absolutely hates herself. <laughs> yeah, those were the two that I checked out, the meditation instructor and then the gynecologist. Oh, great. I thought it just, like, it resonated because those are, like, real people. I mean, right. they're being, those are, like, real, like, everyday people. Like, right. people out there like that. And it's just so funny to see it, you know, like, played out in a comedic, you know. Right. Like, we, we we have to examine it. We we all have to be a little bit, uh <laughs> You know, right? I mean, we've got to call it out. Otherwise, it's just going to get worse. I agree. I agree completely. <laughs> I agree 100%. <laughs> Man. Um, so, with, in terms of, like, 
the storyline because um, you know they're because um, they're connected sort of but not really. They're almost like right. Um, with the storylines, um, are these like things that have, that have happened to you that you've just noticed or? Oh yeah. <laughs> the meditation instructor yeah. herself was literally based on a meditation class that I decided to try out one day. I, you know, I just tried it. I try new things all the time. Sometimes I have, like, you know, a free afternoon and I just, I want to be productive. So I went to this meditation class expecting to, like, totally zen out and, like, get really deep and, like, in touch with the universe. And this woman was just, like, hating on herself the whole time. I mean, a lot of the lines from that, from this this brainless agenda, she literally said, and and worse, and it just went on and on and on for an hour, and it and it was hilarious. I'm so glad that I'm so glad that experience happened to me. But I wonder, you know, where is this woman now? Like, has yeah. she figured it out? Definitely makes you wonder. <laughs> Holy smokes! Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, so you're no stranger to web series. Um, yeah. and I, I know that you also did, you know, Wildcats. Tell me right. about that. Um, what was that like for you? Cause if I'm not mistaken, was that your, I think your first or second web series? That, yeah. Well, that was, um, I didn't create the web, that web series. I, I just starred in it, which was such an incredible opportunity because it, it really exceeded everybody's expectations and it ended up being like hilarious but also really timely you know it's about a high school girl coming to terms with not only her sexuality but like her feminist identity in a in a sea where people just totally glaze over that that fact and it's and it dealt with issues that are like really happening in American schools which was crazy to me to find out that all that was true but you know there's also like plenty of fart jokes so like it's very funny and um we were so fortunate to not only, you know, get into and win a bunch of film festivals, but have a brand new streaming network that was just that was just being born actually want to purchase us, purchase our our series and pick it up. So that was very, very cool. Unfortunately that streaming network does not exist anymore. But it was really fun while it lasted. Absolutely, absolutely. Um now you're I would say that you're, you know, also a comedian as well. You're above all else. Um, tell me, do you have any specific comedians that you just that just really resonate with you, or any, I guess, comedic idols that you may have? Sure. Yeah, I don't do actual stand-up comedy. I just am a comedy writer. Um, stand-up still scares me a little bit. I, I really admire anyone who does it, and I watch so much comedy. But my goodness, I can't even imagine. I, and I could public speak all day, but for some reason, getting up there and like having that five minutes just really, um, I'm not there yet. But I absolutely love so many comedians right now. Um, Sebastian, I can't remember his last name, but Sebastian, he's everywhere, is so, so funny. I've had the opportunity to see him live a couple times. Same with Ali Wong. I, I, can't get over the fact that she did her first Netflix special, Seven Months Pregnant. I just think that was so funny. Um, 
And I also have a really great friend in the comedy world, Emma Willman, who is about to just skyrocket. And I love watching her journey. And she is so funny and so original. And she, um, yeah, she is great. I actually wrote a pilot for both of us. And I really hope that we're going to get to produce that this year. That'll be great. I love it. I love it. Um, would you say that um, comedy is your way, um, I guess, your legacy to the world, uh, <laughs> just in terms of wh- where you want to want to be in the next, you know, 10 to 15 years looking back yeah. over your career? Would you say that um, comedy is a part of your legacy? I would be so fortunate if somebody remembered some funny stuff that I said or did long after I'm gone. That would be incredible. Uh, I'm definitely not there yet, but that's, that is the goal and the dream. Uh, I, you know, it, it, it's so incredible to me when someone I haven't seen in a long time or someone I run into tells me that one of my brainless agenda posts made them laugh and they shared it with someone else and it made that person laugh. That's really just the goal is to make people happy and make them laugh because what on earth is better than laughter? I just, I don't know. I haven't found that yet. There's nothing better than laughter. Absolutely. I mean, it truly is good medicine. Um, It has power to heal. Right. Um, You know, there's something just magical about comedy and laughter. For sure. (laughs) I love it. Um, Tell me a little bit about um, the work that you've done with um, Marvel's Avengers Academy. Uh, this is a sure. a lot of people love. Um, do you remember like what the audition process was like, and kind of like what it was like for you personally when you found out that you were going to be playing uh, two different characters? Yeah, um, it was an underwhelming. It was <laughs> an underwhelming beginning for those couple questions because I wasn't really. I didn't really understand what it was because I don't really play a lot of video games. And so I had no idea how popular this game was when I signed up for it. I had actually done work for the um, for the software company that created the game, TinyCo. I had done work for them in the past, so they had actually recommended me as the voice for Nebula. And... Um, so when they when they first sent me all the information about that, I was like, of course, I would love to work with you again. This sounds great. It's a Marvel character. Cool. But I really had, I didn't understand the scope of the popularity of the game. And so after it came out and um, I saw it, you know, on Instagram that my character was, was released and it had so many likes and somebody added my name to the Wikipedia page for the voice. And I was like, what is going on? And then I'm getting like Facebook messages from, like, 12-year-old kids being like, I love you in the game. And I'm like, I don't understand. And then a month later, and I guess they don't do this often, but they uh, they said that they loved my voice so much that they wanted me to do the voice of another character for Agent 13, Sharon Carter. And then so then by then I was like, okay, now I understand what's going on. And uh, playing Sharon Carter was so exciting because Emily Van Camp plays her in the movie. And – we don't look dissimilar. So the uh, <laughs> the animated version of the character actually looks a lot like me. And that was really exciting because I got to sort of pretend that the animated character was actually based on me, even though I know that it wasn't. <laughs> Very true. And um, uh, 
and I guess you could also, um, uh, I hope this is not a stretch, but you could also pretend that um, you and um, Chris uh, Evans Right. That a thing, you know. <laughs> exactly. And you know, Chris Evans and I are actually from uh from the same area and we had the same hairstylist for many years. So that was cool. That's that's my one degree of separation from Chris Evans. Holy crap. It's yeah. a small world. <laughs> it is. It is a small world, I know. He doesn't know that. <laughs> but... Um so tell me, like, when you take on, because you're, you know, you're well, very well known for your, your voiceover work. Um, when you take on a new voiceover task or job, is there any type of preparation that you do? Because I know that voice acting is a lot different from regular acting because we're right. not seeing your, your body or your face. You know, we're, we're hearing your voice, and your voice is what, you know, describes you know, how the, how you'll be animated. Right. Um, is there anything that you do to prepare for a role and to just put yourself in that mindset to get ready for the character? Yeah. I mean, for animation especially, it's, it's actually, it's helpful because I've taken so many voice classes and breath technique and singing and Shakespeare throughout my life that um, I have a, I have really great control of my voice, but I find that, especially for animation, you get to make these ridiculous facial expressions to help animate your voice um, that, you know, you obviously can't make on camera, but it really helps bring bring that um, those different sounds and tones and feelings to the character by, like, completely over-exaggerating your expressions, I found. That's so cool. So yeah. you might make a face like you're taking a crap, but you're really just trying to... Be angry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sure. Wow, that's so Right. Awesome. And the thing, you know, like if I'm recording for, um, like, a princess, uh, you know, a really happy teenage princess, which I do a lot, um... You're smiling bigger than anything in the world, and your eyes are extraordinarily wide, and, you know, your hands are all over the place. But it's so great because it really lends itself to the characters, generally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, how, do you, how do you, I guess, accept the work that you've done? Because I know with acting and especially voice acting, you know, you'll do, you'll do something. You'll do the, the work for a job. And then you won't, you know, you won't see it until it's released. Oh, you know, yeah. time. Um, is there ever a time that you've been just, I guess, disappointed in how something came out or wish oh. you could? Yeah, I mean, the, the tough thing about films, especially because they do take so long from start to finish, is that we're always growing as people and we're always becoming better and learning new things and yeah, it's inevitable that you're going to watch yourself and be like, oh, man, this was before I knew this about myself or about the character, and I wish I could go back and refilm it. But you have to just, you know, there are people who absolutely hate watching themselves, and I love it because I'm proud of the work that I did, and I think I'm always proud of whatever work I put into it because at that moment I was the best that I could be. And so even though I'm better now, you know, you can't you can't deny the fact that you got to do what you love in that moment. So, and so long as the director's happy, I mean, that's really the most important part. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree as well. Have your friends and family been supportive of, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, my mom, like, kept trying to get me to go to medical school for, like, years. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but after I after I moved to New York and really found my footing, especially in the voiceover world, she she totally gets it. Everybody I know gets gets what I'm doing, and I think I think I'm just fortunate. I actually know a lot of people who never really found their own passion in life, at least at this point. And I think I'm just so happy and lucky to even have a passion at all that I can pursue that I found so young. I feel like I'm so lucky, and you know what is life? That passion. I hope I don't. You know, nobody knows anything, but I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it would be a really, in my opinion, really empty life if you just had no clue of what inspires you and drives you, and and right. and what you know what what you really want to do. You know, you've got a lot of people, and they just they're just working stiffs. You know, they go to work totally. They come home, they might go out a couple times to the bar or whatever, but they're right. miserable, right. You know, and that's a horrible way to live, you know? Right, and I feel like there are so many opportunities sort of in between being a lawyer and being a doctor, you know, or a teacher. Like, there are just so many different ways to to self-define your your job and what path you take and and people don't really think about that growing up. They think I will be a doctor or an actor or a lawyer. And there's just all these little tiny niches and subsets that you can do in between those that don't require, you know, law school or medical school or something that can still be like so incredibly fulfilling and unique. And uh, and I wish I had sort of known that growing up. But, uh, but, you know, you get there when you get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. What advice would you give to the young kid, the young teenage girl or teenage boy that's, you know, listening to this interview and, you know, d- desires to get into entertainment, you know, acting, writing, such as yourself? Um, what advice would you impart on them that maybe you wish you had known? Um, well, yeah, really. I'm also a writer for um, Backstage magazines. And I write a column now, a weekly column, called Side Hustle Spotlight, where I interview different actors and filmmakers about about the other jobs they do to help, you know, to help uh, supplement their income while they're in between acting or filmmaking gigs that they're passionate about. Because, you know, unless you're George Clooney, unless you're an A-lister, it's, you know, you, you've got to be hustling in every way that you can. And so I would I would love to just tell it's amazing how I feel like you're told growing up that you can only be passionate about one thing and you must pursue that one thing and I don't think that that's that's the world we live in anymore. I think people end up having five or six careers throughout the course of their life and there's no reason you can't have two at the same time. And you can be passionate about more than one thing. And uh I think that's what I would tell kids nowadays is that be passionate about everything. Why not? Fill your life with all kinds of passions, and you'll be able to make money doing every single one of them. That's, yeah, you know, like I watch Shark Tank, for instance, and, yeah, these, these sharks have are invested in hundreds of different kinds of companies, 
and they only invest in things that they're interested in. And they have all these different interests, so they're interest, so they end up, uh, you know, investing in all these different companies. And I think it's, I think it's a really great lesson. You can do it all. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't limit yourself. <laughs> I love Shark Tank personally. Those yeah. Guys, especially Mr. No- uh, Mr. Wonderful, excuse me. He can just. <laughs> He's such a dick sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you're right. They only spend their money where they want to. Right. <laughs> so you come out with this great idea and then you get rich and shreds. Right. But, it's, but it is great because, like, Mr. Wonderful, and you would never expect it, like, loved cupcakes and, like, invested in a cupcake thing that, like, did really well. <laughs> He's great. They're all great. I hear you. Um... Where can our listening audience find out more about you and keep abreast of what you're doing? I know that you've got some great stuff going on. and I actually saw your post about wanting to play Gloria Steinman, <laughs> which I think is ingenious. I, I, Yeah, I'm all for that. If they decide to do that, that would be really, really cool. I know. It's about time. I mean, hey, it's probably yeah. a secret project that's already in the works, but, you know, you got to ask for what you want or nobody's going to give it to you. So, yes, right now, uh, if anybody follows me anywhere, I would hope it would be my Brainless Agenda account at Brainless Agenda on Instagram. But you can also follow me, or you can also just check out my website, Linnea.nyc, L-I-N-N-E-A.nyc, and that has links to everything. I love it. Uh, Linnea, I'm all out of questions, but I wanted to thank you so much for Thank you. Welcome. You're welcome. It was an honor to have you on. Um, I was super nervous because um, uh, your publicist was like, you know, make sure you don't just talk about, you know, her Marvel stuff. And I was like, <laughs> not. like I, I, you know, I'm really interested in the work that she's done. And um, I was just, it was just refreshing to be able to talk with you. You're very humble and down to earth. And so thank you so much for just thank taking the schedule. I really appreciate it. Of course, and you have a fantastic laugh. It was a pleasure listening to you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I always wonder how I'm doing. Um, Oh, my God, don't wonder. Okay, okay. (laughs) Um, But I I wanted to um, open the floor to you if there's anything else you want to say to our listening audience. Oh, um, I really hope that you'll watch, you know, a couple episodes of Brainless Agenda. They're only a minute. I think you'll find them funny. There's something for everyone. There really is. And uh, a new episode is coming out in the next few days. So something to look forward to if you watch all of them and you're like, I need more. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Linnea. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. This was awesome. I hope that people like it. I think they will. I mean, there's something for everybody. You've got motivation, humor, um, just insight, career insight. I mean, there's some good stuff here. You yay. You inspired me, so thank you. Thank oh, you. yay. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. All right. Bye. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no, tell me. What? <laughs> oh, no, I was just going to do the outro. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> Do the outro. I I don't know how this is fine. Guys, that was our special guest, Lamea Sage. Uh, She is an actress, uh, comedic writer, uh, writer and voice actress. 
Um, you can check out her newest series, Brainless Agenda. We'll put the link uh, in the body of this post. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, go ahead and hit the, hit the subscribe button. We're also available for uh, iPhone users. If you've got an iPhone device or an iPad, you can uh, listen to our show by downloading the Stitcher Smart Radio app. It's available for free in the iTunes Store. Download the app, search for our show name, Redefining Counterculture. You heard this interview with Linnea. Uh, we're also available for Android users. If you have an Android phone or an Android device, uh, you can listen to us by going to the Google Play Store, search Google Play Music, search for our show name, and you'll hear this interview with Linnea. Lastly, we're available on Roku. If you've got a Roku player or a Roku smart television, you can watch our show right in the privacy of your own home. Uh, from your Roku uh, player or your Roku television, just go to the channel store, search for our name, download the app. Once you be, download the app, you can begin streaming over 200 plus hours of original content programming and interviews, all free of charge.